0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 569 with our review of Blinded by the Light. I'm Christopher Schnasey. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we are talking about a little film called Blinded by the Light, um, a little coming-of-age tale about a boy who becomes obsessed with uh, the music of Bruce Springsteen, so uh, much like when we did our review of uh, Rocket Man, um, we might as well start by talking about our history with with Bruce or sure. the Boss, as mm-hmm. people apparently call him. <laughs> Spoilers for my experience with him. <laughs> um, but Stephen, did you grow up listening to Bruce Springsteen? Um, and uh, what are your feelings on? him as an artist?
1: So I'm not sure if I grew up listening to him, but he was definitely in my DNA as someone to be nostalgic about. Uh, He's canonically the New Jersey musician, and both my parents are from New Jersey. So around the time I was in high school and started listening to music that wasn't worship music, (laughs) um, (laughs) he was one of the people that I kind of turned to as an example of the classic rock that I knew I was supposed to like, right? Um, and over time, especially in college and later, I started to actually get like a pretty weird, like nostalgic feeling for Springsteen songs, even though I never grew up in Jersey in that time period. But it, it like evokes feelings of like my parents and my family, and my relatives and stuff. So yeah. I, I would say I'm, I'm quite the Springsteen fan of, I'm only seen him live once, but I'm, I'm pretty familiar with his first probably like four or five albums i think in the late 80s i i couldn't tell you what he really did after that uh but definitely like every song in this movie i was intimately familiar with already so i i would say i've got a pretty strong connection to him
0: cool Uh, well for me um in normal fashion i guess uh i don't think i've ever actually listened to a bruce springsteen song on purpose (laughs) i've only absorbed a, a scant few songs to be
1: fair we tried in the car tonight and it just didn't
0: work <laughs> yeah there was something going on on the on the ride back from the theater um, and we couldn't listen to Bruce Springsteen but um yeah it, it's it's i've sort of absorbed some of the existence of his music through like films and it being in different things i think um but yeah i'm not at all familiar with the music of Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. um and This film, I guess, is trying to make fans out of the people that watch it, and Um, and so
1: like people always ask about the top five desert desert island albums, or at least that's a question I've been asked before. And Born to Run by Springsteen was always in that list. Like I I would maybe need to reassess now. I I, like I haven't thought about it in a few years, but he's definitely up there for me in terms of like filling the the more nostalgic niche of music
0: yeah and the, the title track from that album plays a thousand times yes it does in this film i
1: think if it weren't for the fact that springsteen had an autobiography called born to run last year they would have named the movie born to run yeah. but they wanted to like differentiate it so they're just like what's another one how about that one that man for man made more famous blinded by the light
0: <laughs> but yeah I, I, that that song is incredibly good mm-hmm. has a great feeling to it uh not surprisingly, seeing people drive cars while that's playing really loud uh, in the Dolby Theater, it, it evokes a good uh, a good feeling. Sure does. So success there. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get into this review, Stephen. Um, we're going to take a listen to the trailer for Blinded by the Light, and then we're going to come back and give everyone a review. You're still coming to my party tonight? Yeah, of course. Emma's mates are coming, and I know
1: one who would be perfect for you. It's not fussy. Really? Don't. First day, start at the top and stay there. Stay away from the girls! I want to be a writer,
0: but my family is stuck in another century. Writing isn't a job. I need you to do more. Make a wish, Betta. Kiss the girl and get out of this dump. Bruce is the direct line to all that's true in this shitty world. Seriously? What does he know about our world? be listening to our music before you start getting confused and hating yourself.
1: I listen to everything. I can feel it all right here. It's like Bruce knows everything I've ever felt, everything I've ever wanted.
0: My poems, they're not brilliant,
1: but they're mine you think that this man sings for people like us? But he talks to me. You cannot be serious, mate. My dream was to come here
0: and work hard for my family. If you don't try to fix this, we will lose our son for good. This guy is incredible. You've never heard lyrics like his. Is that Billy Joel? Billy Joel? You try and raise your kids right, Jay.
1: things about, not letting the hardness of the world stop you from letting the best of you slip away. My hope is to build a bridge to my ambitions, but not a wall between my family and me. purpose of your visit? I'm going to see Bruce Springsteen's hometown. I can't think of a better reason to visit the United States than to see the home of the boss.
0: Traps like us.
1: Baby, we were born to run. Did you write that?
0: I've told you before, your lyrics are rubbish. That didn't even rhyme! All right, uh, so Blinded by the Light is the story of a young man who comes from a Pakistani family, and uh, they are living in a little town called, like, Ludin, I believe, outside of London um, somewhere. And uh, essentially, he's having trouble fitting in at school. He really just wants to sit and write because he's like an aspiring writer. He works a lot on poetry and stuff like that. And uh, another student at the school um, gives him two uh, cassettes of the boss and tells him, listen to this man, he will change your life. And lo and behold, he listens to the man, and the man seemingly changes his life. And this is sort of a coming-of-age tale of this boy who escapes his sort of home life and um, small-town living situation um, through the music of Bruce Springsteen. And, uh, yeah, Stephen Miller, what did you think of Blinded by the Light?
1: This is one of those movies where I think the mood you're in when you enter the theater is going to be really important because right up front, this movie is very cheesy. This movie has no qualms at all about being a a extremely feel-good movie that is going to, like, steer very much into the feel-good. The the trailer really is a good indication of what the movie looks and feels like. Like, there's a moment in the trailer where the lyrics of Springsteen's songs are being projected on the wall behind Javed while he is, like, standing there and kind of mouthing the words. And in my head, that was a trailer thing, right? That was, like, the trailer is trying to, like, key in on the fact that it's Springsteen, so people who want to see, like, a jukebox musical will feel excited about it. But
0: no, that's the movie. Like, yeah, that that's a scene in the film where there's literally a projector that's like it's not even diegetic. It's yeah, it's like, yeah. He's
1: standing in front of a projector while like the dogs of Main Street howl, and they understand is like being projected next to him, and he's holding his hands against the wall and yeah, feeling every word. Um, and
0: it's not composited, mind you. Yeah, for this sure. This is literally like his shadow is there. This is like kid in school standing in front of an overhead projector. While wow, they're exchanged. yeah, top
1: of it. and and that puts it in an interesting place because it is not, this is not a musical in the across the universe sense where it is like, it 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 almost is because people are singing they're mouthing words in real life but in a way that could not possibly be real life because the soundtrack isn't there and the timing chronology like yeah it, it cuts between scenes while they're singing you know um but this is a movie that just kind of really embraces the the cheesy joy of being an adolescent who like latches on to some music and r- decides that the artist understands them and uses that as a launching point to like express all the feelings that they didn't know how to talk about before. Um, and there are times when it strains my cheese capacity. <laughs> there, um, there are times? Yeah, there are definitely times. Uh, a few. Uh, th- there's one where one of my favorite songs in the whole world is uh, Thunder Road by Springsteen. And there's a scene in this movie where Javed is listening to Thunder Road on his tape cassette and he eyes a girl that he has been falling for and he starts not mouthing but singing with the tape cassette yeah. like like with his headphones on
0: and So it's the opposite of like a silent disco. He is just out loud a yeah. cappella singing. Yeah, he's
1: singing a cappella and multiple people start to kind of join in on him and enjoy the the thrill of him singing to this girl and i love that song the first half of that sequence i was like i'm not i'm not into this this is too much for me and then it won me over like by the end of the sequence i was like no fuck it i'm into it was it when
0: the guy's dad joins in yeah that
1: definitely helped um it's also just a just a fucking great song um but i don't there's something about this movie that it over time, my uh my tolerance for sappiness kind of like opened up and I started to feel more and more glad that I was living in this universe. I I think a lot of that comes down to the the true story. I, I don't necessarily mean the real life Javed, but the the true period that, that it is inspired by where the, so, the big point of Springsteen, kind of, in the US at least, is he's seen as kind of a champion of like the blue collar, the everyday man. Like, all of his songs are about like cars or working all day in the factory or like, you know, wanting to get out of your small town or trying to find tiny comforts in the world. And I always think of that as like a very nostalgic thing of like, you know, the simpler times that maybe my grandparents lived in or something. But I love the idea that to someone, living in a kind of like an immigrant in another country that feels that they're kind of being stifled and their family in a big sick type of way is like, they want you to maintain to your tradition and your religion and everything, but you want to break free from that. Like I thought that the idea that that would be like inspiration to a person really just kind of moved me in a really sweet way. Right. Like it, it felt very personal. It's like the kind of thing that, only someone who lived this could come up with the idea of like a screenplay that is just going to be 15 Bruce Springsteen songs overlaid with the life of a Pakistani immigrant yeah, yeah. Um, or the child of a Pakistani immigrant growing up in uh, in a small town in England. Um I think this movie has a lot of charms to it. I think the the girlfriend character, Eliza, is wonderfully charming in this movie. Uh, she is very, very, very similar to the love interest in Sing Street to me. It's just kind of this, like, semi-unattainable girl who winds up being attainable. Uh, definitely Sing have Street, the
0: same hair. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. And Sing Street on a whole, by the way, is a really interesting companion to this movie. It's sort of like the there was the one group of people his best friend included who are finding solace in the kind of like synthy new wave sense of rebellion and then there are other people in the same exact time period living in the uk who are finding solace in like old time music like classic angst instead and i i thought that was really sweet and interesting um yeah i think the the lead is really charming. He's, like, so exuberant and enthusiastic. It He sells even the moments when it really feels too cheesy for its own good. And again, I cannot stress enough, this movie is fucking cheesy as hell. <laughs> there are lots of scenes in this movie where lyrics are overlaid while he is mouthing words and, like, emoting in a way that he, like, deeply feels. Even when the lyric is, like, too specific for him to deeply feel it, right? It's, like, too... It's like something really particular to what Springsteen was going for. But in the moment he just he's in the rain and he's singing it and you just but, have to kind of
0: But it's beyond that. So I, I know people listening might not remember cassette tapes, mm. but they play front to back. Yeah. You don't get to choose a track and go straight to that song. So the idea that in any given moment he can just put on his headset he the perfect track and hit play, out. and it's not just cued to the right song; it's cued to the exact line in the song yeah. that is exactly how he's feeling.
1: Like <laughs> I imagine, I imagine, and I again, I, I don't think I mentioned this, but I came from both movies we're discussing tonight just before we recorded, so I haven't really gotten to like gather my thoughts or research anything. Yeah. But I imagine the source material is about a person who finds inspiration in the lyrics of Springsteen songs and he like he traces the arc of his life kind of like Elton John did with Rocket Man right like he traces the arc of his life as Springsteen would have said it even if the the chronology or the specifics don't make sense like chronologically just to nitpick as a fan here he gets handed darkness on the edge of town and born in the USA as the two albums and then all of the quotes that he says to his friend are from Born to Run, which is not an album his friend had given him yet. So, yeah. like, right off the bat, like, it, it, this is not literal in any sense of the well, word.
0: Well, I mean, we, we can <laughs> assume that once he was given the two Gazette tapes, he immediately went out and acquired the others. Yeah. Um, um,
1: yeah. But, yeah, I, don't know. I, I, I like the idea of, like, the tension between wanting to break free from your family and wanting to honor your family the idea of, like, taking what is a very working-class white thing and turning it into, like, people all across the world who feel disenfranchised, who don't feel like they're, like, being adequately respected or represented in the world. And I think, like, this movie had so much heart in the creation of it that I was able to mostly look past how, like, incredibly schmaltzy it is. Yeah. But only mostly. There were definitely times in this movie where it, like, tipped it beyond where I'm
0: willing to go. Um, So so I I had vaguely heard about the existence of this film, like, offhandedly referenced somewhere, and uh, I just randomly came across the the trailer while seeing something else that we reviewed, and I was like, oh, shit, I I think I want to see this movie. Like, I I have no connection to Bruce Springsteen, as I've already mentioned, but seeing the trailer and just this idea of a uh, Pakistani immigrant in London being, like using the music of a, uh, like all-american musician sort of thing as like the basis for his understanding of like the the not belonging but then being able to belong by a thing that he technically shouldn't be allowed to belong to cuz it's like already outside of his his universe is in in
1: place and in time like it, it's like yeah, his yeah, yeah. music almost like
0: it 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 there there's just something really interesting it was doing and it just felt like it was going to be um a really kind of Warm, I mean i I get suckered in by some of these like warm-hearted movies where I'm like I'm like I, I kind of want to watch this movie <laughs> um whether or not I think it's gonna be amazing I, I still will definitely turn out to see something that I think will just feel good um and you know on the opposite side of the coin I will sometimes write off a film that just seems too too like like this doesn't need to be made, and mm-hmm. then somebody will be like, "No, it's actually good," and I'll see it. I'm like, "Oh my god, that was the best movie, like Eddie the Eagle or something like yep. that." Um, so I was I was extremely optimistic going into this film. Um, as you said, this film is incredibly cheesy. At moments, this film is downright bad. It's <laughs> it's 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 amazing to me that a film about a character who wants to be a writer. Can have moments of just downright bad writing in it, yeah, right? I all agree with that. <laughs> like, I mean, we 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 uh, when we when we reviewed the film Patterson, um, we were praising the film, but like, whenever Patterson would read his poems, his poems were like, "I have a matchbox. It has four matches. Yesterday, it had three matches. Matchbox comes from name of bar, and it's like." That's not a good poem. (laughs) Like objectively, I I
1: actually maintain I think the poems in Patterson are really cool for what they're trying to do. I'll fight you on that. Okay. Well, I thought you were going to (laughs) hold up Patterson as a positive example.
0: (laughs) No, no. But what what I'm saying is, in that film, we are supposed to believe that he is obsessed with like this writing this poetry, and like when we see his process what it results in is ultimately not like the 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 poem like i, I said this in that episode you can go back where the, there's a there's a moment in the film patterson where a little girl reads a poem she wrote and i'm like that poem is better than any poem that patterson reads in this film um, <laughs> um it's it's coherent it has like a through line to it it's it just it's a, it was a beautiful poem for a little child to write um my point being is that this film is all about a person who wants to be a writer and we never see any of his writing. Yeah. We see the title of a few poems that he supposedly wrote and we assume based on the relationships he has with the other characters what those poems are about. But we never hear any of his writing until near the end of the film where we hear one like piece of extreme, well, the best writing of this film comes at the end of the film. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that Overall in the film, the writing feels very hokey and isn't particularly great, but what this film lacks in good writing, uh, it makes up for in just earnest fucking emotional amazingness. (laughs) This film has an incredible charm that is probably higher than it deserves to have, Um, but it, it is really... It's hard to watch and not kind of enjoy the experience of this film, and... Like, even though the way we're getting delivered the story, like, the way his relationship with his father, his family situations, like, the times of people in general with, like, people being laid off and trying to get work and stuff, all that feels, like, so incredibly Mm heavy-handed and just, like, the worst way to deal out that information. But I cried so hard at the end of this movie. No, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I was going to say,
1: like... (laughs) I, sorry, I'll, I'll let you finish, but my feeling halfway through this movie, because I, I can't not think about what my rating is going to be when I watch these, especially when I know I'm going to record like half hour after leaving the theater. Yeah. My feeling was this is probably a wait for rental. And then like I kind of started crying. <laughs> no, and, and I was like, okay, I, I, I need to love this a little bit more because like this movie made me cry. <laughs>
0: the, this movie, it's like a – I mean – It's probably not this long, but it felt like 10 minutes of like, no, you're just going to cry and I'm not going to end this scene. I'm going to make this scene as long as I can because this is what I'm actually stretching here. This is yeah. this is the chops that I'm trying to show you right. is this moment of all this cheesiness and all this fun that we've had and all this silliness is all leading to me being able to have this one moment where my character gets to shine and say a lot of things mm. that I haven't been saying the whole movie because Bruce Springsteen's been saying it. Yeah. And then once the character gets to speak in his own voice, you're like, no, this is just the writer here. Like, this is just telling the story. And like, I had... I was holding back like convulsions. <laughs> like I had a few like body shakes as I was trying to hold back tears. Like this this film got me good by the end of it. Um and for that it's it's really hard to like totally criticize it when like it can hit like if a film is just bad, you can't get that. Like it might make you like little get a little misty if it does something cheap, but this was like real good <laughs> like, honest, very earnest kind of just deal with this. And it was kind of like... <laughs> Slow clap for the film. I, I
1: I will say, too, so to me, it wasn't only the ending um, monologue that is given that, that made me tear up. I actually, and maybe it's my connection to the music also helped, but there are some montage moments in this movie that got me real good. Like, there, there's a scene where the the kids in kind of a coup against the uh the synth heavy music of the of the era they break into the radio the radio booth yeah the, really the, the radio booth and they play born to run by springsteen and then they kind of run through the school and out the door and start just like running through the streets of Luton and yeah. dancing and like enjoying being young and again like in the logic of the real world, doesn't make any sense. You're not supposed to think yeah. it makes sense. They're how could um, they be mouthing mou- films that haven't come out yet? Yeah. <laughs> how, how could they be mouthing lyrics when they are miles away from the school? You know, you have to just forget all yeah. that. But I, I almost think of it, and I know, like, the, you know, Pakistani and Indian film is probably very different. Uh, but I think of it kind of in a Bollywood sense of like, just like exuberant. This is going to be the musical number in the middle of the movie, and that got me real good. Like scenes like that, that really are just about like being young and wanting to break free from something and having all this like anxious pressure on you and finding a release in like just letting loose and being, um, it it worked on me really well. And I think like this movie never stresses, it, it never stretches the hokey moments too long before giving you a moment of real reprieve. Another one in the not positive reprieve, but, like, still a strong emotional moment is a a sequence that happens with a wedding in this movie. Yeah. And it's preceded by a conversation that is stressing how important weddings are in this culture <laughs> to these people in particular. And the things that happen over that maybe 15-minute period, like, I I feel like those are, like, really well-earned emotions and they definitely yeah. hit me really hard. So I think... It, it's the personal nature of this movie is what really gets over the fact that from a, from a writing standpoint, the screenplay is like occasionally bad and oftentimes at least very, very hard on your sleeve in a like extreme way. Um But there's like kernels of real truth in there that I think like yeah. shine even in the, in the cheesier moments.
0: There, there's another great scene. Speaking of like what you were saying before the wedding comment, uh, there, there's a scene we that we were kind of talking about as we were walking up uh, to the studio tonight, um, where they go to a thing that they call a daytimer, and uh, we we've been watching this character who is like desperately trying to escape his family, where they're from, doesn't want to like it's not that he doesn't want to be Pakistani, he just doesn't want to like he doesn't want the home life that he has having his family come from there and like he wants to sort of break out and be different and he goes to this party where it's it's just people joyously having fun together and dancing and he like is there and he's like he's kind of like whatever he he owes it to his sister to attend this thing and he gets swept up in it and he really gets to like just enjoy himself for a moment in a way that outside of when he first put on the headphones with Bruce Springsteen, yeah. he hasn't had. And it's like he's been trying to escape like his family and everything associated with it. And then in this moment he just gets wrapped back into it and yeah. has like an amazing time. And it's like it's another like pretty powerful moment that, that is pretty cool. I,
1: I agree. And I think it plays well with the the thing that you're probably supposed to be a little irritated by in the movie, but it's still a through line of the movie is that he he and his friend, uh, the Sikh, whose name escapes me, both see Bruce as, like, a philosophy and a way of life. And, like, Bruce Springsteen has all the answers. He's the real thing. Everyone else is just, like, you know, lost in the world. And you're supposed to see that kind of as, like, a what everyone in high school does with their favorite band or whatever, where they think it's the best thing in the world and nobody else would understand. But in that moment, he is kind of, like, pulled back into the the similar music that would have played in his dad's car right like stuff that was painted as like the the before era of his life and he's kind of seeing that like everything has a way of escape right and it's just about how you embrace it Um, and i thought that was really good that that's where you kind of get the sense of like a guy's looking back at when he was a teenager but he's smarter now (laughs) and so now he can like go back and pepper the story with things that maybe back then wouldn't have been in there yeah 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 I've definitely been that person, as will surprise you, not at all, I'm sure. <laughs> I definitely was the person who would, like, obsess over lyrics of one artist and be like, oh, this is this is real music. I don't know why you're all listening to that crap. And it, yeah, you know. it's nice to just see people, like, let loose and enjoy anything that they that they can. So I've been nice enough to the movie now that I feel like I can I can criticize <laughs> you it. You can take some pot shots yeah, at it. it. Yeah, it can, it can take some punches. I've already revealed I'm going to be nicer than rental, so <laughs> I, I, I can do that. Um, I think there's it's a simple movie but it kind of has a lot of threads that tries to balance at the same time uh the movie is framed at the beginning as being kind of about a friendship between him and this guy mark or matt who lives next door and i think the movie kind of completely loses that character it remembers he exists a few times but it 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 felt like there was something in the screenplay that got cut out that would have made him be like more instrumental in Javed's like change in life um I also think, even though I love the girlfriend character, there also is a stretch of this movie where it seems like it kind of forgot that she existed. (laughs) Well, I mean, they... I I know, I know. Again, all of these things in the last, like, 10 minutes of the movie, they find a way to tie a bow on it again. But there are things that I, like, I really liked certain relationships in this film and I kind of feel like they, it leaves them hanging because it wants to be about Javed's discovery of himself as seen through the music of Springsteen. So, like, it there are things where it takes a kind of like I, i'm not gonna say like pretentious isn't the word what, what is the thing when an artist is like giving themselves too much wiggle room to like explore whatever they want even if nobody else wants to see it
0: uh artistic license i don't know yeah i'm, 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 I'm forgetting i'm forgetting the word but there, stretching there, credulity yeah like there, there's a
1: sequence um there's a sequence of the film, like a montage that takes place in a different location that I feel like was purely for the the writer of the movie and not oh, necessarily... Oh, no. I,
0: I assume you're talking about something that incorporates uh, f- photos. Yeah. That in... Like, I get that this film is made on an incredibly low budget. Yeah. You cannot have a scene where you... Per- so obviously they didn't travel to any of these locations and this mm. is like green screen or something because what they do... This this bugs me to to no end. This bugged me way worse than the projector of the lyrics on top of the actual character acting in the real space. But they have people posing in a fake scene, but the photo the person taking the photo is in our the audience's camera shot, and then th- they go Kachish! and you see the photo, and the photo includes the person taking the photo. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like after they made the whole movie. They were like, wait, what if, like, at the end, there was, like, a montage of, like, places we went and took photos at? Oh, we don't have any of that footage because we weren't actually taking photos? All right, what if we just, like, still frame the movie that we recorded and pretend that that's the photo? And then people won't care because they won't notice because we'll put text on it that says, pay attention over here and not to this part right here. (laughs) (laughs) It made me
1: so mad. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because there's no place like home. <laughs> you know? You you get back to your hometown soon enough and you've learned something about the world. Yeah. Um I also think even though again, and I'm like I'm a fan of Springsteen, I like him as a lyricist especially. I think he's really great. There are too many moments in this movie where characters quote lyrics at each other in a meaningful way. And I, I like even I couldn't believe it after a little yeah. while. Like, especially romantic moments in the movie where like this guy is just like repeating lines from certain Springsteen songs. And if I were actually the girl in that situation, I'd be like, okay, dude, you've got like 30 seconds and then I'm going (laughs) to leave.
0: Also in 2019, your character probably shouldn't use if you want it, take it (laughs) mm -hmm. as his motivation for asking out a girl. True.
1: Yeah. Very true. He (laughs) should learn a thing or two about consent from Jacob Tremblay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which if you don't understand the reference, you'll get with our next review.
1: Yep. (laughs) Uh, yeah th- those were the main things like th- th- those were two things that i kind of felt like all right you're you're really stretching the springsteen thing further than it needed to be i think like like i'm a fan of relating music to life and like the lyrics of music to how you feel yeah. about things but i think you can do that in a less heavy-handed way and leave more room for the real world emotion and like songs can play without the lyrics being literally like projected onto the screen in yeah, front yeah. of you to hammer away why the lyrics are meaningful. You know, like, movie, <laughs> movies have been using songs forever where the lyrics matter without, like, writing them in the sky, you know?
0: Uh, also, there's a scene in this movie where our lead, while upset, decides he wants to go throw some papers in a trash can during what is essentially a fucking hurricane.
1: <laughs> yeah, the paperman situation.
0: situation. <laughs> there, there is zero chance like if you were angry and you wanted to throw something out and you opened up your front door and there was gale force winds and your trash can which is seemingly unaffected by the wind by the way was all the way on the other side of your house and you were just wearing like pajama pants and a shirt you would not walk to that trash can you would go i can throw this out another time
1: Mm. i also I, there are a few, like, imp- improbably good random people in this movie. I think the worst offender being a neighbor in the film oh. <laughs> who just exists to be like, by the way, not all white people hate Pakistanis. <laughs> like, they, they provide nothing else of value to the movie. I hope there was a real person that that's based on and, like, that's why they just insisted on having it in the movie because I just can't... I don't know. There, there are certain moments, again, where it, like... It's about the experience of, like, a second-generation, first-generation British person, and it just, like, goes out of its way to show other people looking meaningful at you in a way that's like, we get it, we feel for you, and, and I don't think that is needed, well, especially with the the, politi- the modern-day political bite that I think the movie wants to have. Yeah. I don't think it is doing itself any favors by... Including more and more really nice strangers, just to remind you that like not everybody was a skinhead.
0: What What was funny though is like that character didn't bother that character bothered me, but not for that reason. Like we were joking earlier before we sat down to record about how like there are so many quote poor mans actor x in the film and this wait can we say it at the same time yeah one two three patrick mark stewart. rylance Oh,
1: <laughs> you thought yeah. he was four man's patrick stewart yeah i get i get rylance though yeah yeah, i'll I, give you rylance
0: he was like 100 percent to me like <laughs> like in in the high budget version of this film it would have been mark rylance for sure mm. but
1: okay can, can i quiz you there are a few people in the movie who had other prominent oh, roles no. um the t- the teacher the english teacher
0: Oh, she's from... She definitely seemed familiar, but I do not remember what she was. She
1: was Peggy Carter. In the... Captain America. Captain America. Well, America, in every you know. in every Marvel yeah. thing. Except for not old Peggy. Maybe old Peggy Carter. Also, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> so, when we reviewed Wild Rose, yep. one of the things that we talked about was, like, this woman who comes into Wild Rose's life mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. like, extends too many opportunities to her that she's not trying to get on her own because she doesn't have a reach this film has a similar problem with with peggy's character (laughs) where she's just she's pushing like once again we 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 are never shown that he is actually a good writer what we're shown is when he was five he was given a journal and he decided to buy a new journal every year and journal every single day Um, and the only time we actually hear his writing in his own voice besides the end of the film is when he's like, today I ate a bagel. And also I went to school and school was fun. Uh, So we don't even see his poetry. We just see him journaling about how his day went. He gave me a journal today. I will decide to write journal all day. Mm -hmm. And it just, once again, this is a character who has so much afforded to him through the, the, like a a bystander who just thinks that they're amazing for reasons that we don't necessarily. Well, I mean, in Wild Rose, it's obvious to us that she is an extreme talent. Yeah. Um, in- interesting
1: movie to pair this with. You should watch uh, The Kindergarten Teacher with Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> A little right. bit darker, but I, I think you'll find things to compare to that criticism. Okay. Um, okay. The, the Principal. Did you recognize her?
0: prince. I'm having trouble remembering The Principal at all. Blonde,
1: blonde-haired lady. She was the prime minister of Finland in Veep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep.
1: And the the last one is his girlfriend Eliza. Uh, I'm not you're you're not going to know. I had to look at IMDb for this one. Um, she was a young Cersei Lannister in Game of Thrones. Oh wow! Yeah, there you go. It's all my trivia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: British people show up in other things. Who knew?
0: <laughs> speaking of trivia, should I quiz you on what you would rate this film, Stephen? Sure. If you're going to give this a must-see, recommend with a caveat, a wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: I'm I'm giving it a recommend with a caveat. Um, I think this is a movie with plenty of problems. Like it is definitely a little clunkily written. It it wears its heart on its sleeve occasionally to the detriment, I think, of the script and the storyline. Um, but the reason it chooses those things is it is a very personal movie that is clearly, clearly it means a lot to the person being portrayed, who is also the author of the book that inspired the movie. And I think like the personal nature of it really shines and the actors sell it a hundred thousand percent. Every cheesy line, every over the top emotion is kind of taken seriously and we're asked to take it seriously too. And it, it got me good in the end, so I think this is a, a really nice, feel-good film that just requires you to shut off your brain a little bit and enjoy the the ride for what it is. And if you're a Springsteen fan, it, it has a lot of good songs in there, too, so you'll, you'll probably get a lot out of that also.
0: Yeah, Um I will give it a recommend with an extremely huge caveat as well, Um because the film is not all great all the time, but as I said before, it is extremely earnest and it does have some great emotional beats in it um while you were giving mu- your while you were giving your spiel i did remember one thing that goes seemingly unaddressed in this entire story and that that that, that, that his childhood friend is kind of a dick like yeah. we know that he made him write papers for him in school and he writes lyrics for his band and like he's a bully yeah <laughs> yeah he's not very nice to him He's not good. And then the one time they he actually stands up for himself and, like, hits back, his friend's like, I don't want to be a friend no more because I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, dude, you are a dick. Yep.
1: His friend is definitely a dick. But his friend is also kind of the star of Sing Street. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you'll allow it? His yeah, I'll <laughs> allow it. He's working through some stuff.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for this review of uh, Blinded by the Light. So, um, Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: Uh, people can go to twitter.com slash miller or sdavidmiller.com.
0: People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at the spoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning, Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning, or Instagram.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Blinded by the Light, so hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, as we sort of mentioned or hinted at earlier in the episode, we did see two things this weekend. Um, I saw two things tonight (laughs) Yeah, Steven saw two things tonight I saw one thing tonight and one thing this weekend Um, But we have What may end up being another review (laughs) Following this episode Of Good Boys I'm Um, gonna do
1: it, so if it doesn't happen You should know that Chris is the reason (laughs) it didn't
0: happen (laughs) We're definitely trying to record an episode It might be the shortest episode In the history of the podcast Um, But we will see what that is It probably will be a fun one so stay tuned for that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I guess for those of you who are, who are going to stay tuned for that episode, we will see you in a little bit. For those of you who aren't, we will see you next week when we review something that we didn't bother to look up before the episode. Yep. <laughs> Have a good night. We will see you in a bit.
1: Yep.